G'day everyone, Big Ozzy Pepper here and welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. Getting in the car here, drive by command vehicle, lock the doors, always lock your doors before you go. It uh, certainly just adds an extra layer of protection. Uh, it is raining here at the moment, so we have to put the wipers on, hopefully that sounds not too loud. So, episode 11, as I said, today we are talking about kids and preparedness. Very interesting topic to me, I am a father of three. I've got uh, one in uh, year nine, one in grade six, and one in grade five. And in Australia, um, year seven is the first year of high school. So usually about around about age of 13, 14, usually when kids over here start high school, depending on what time of year they were born. Earlier in the year, you're more likely to be younger, older. I don't know. Like, people always ask me, how old are your kids? I'm like, I don't know, they change it every year. I'm not supposed to keep track. Remember what year level they're in, I'll just tell you that much. You can work it out from there. Uh, yeah, so kids and preparedness, it's a bit of a tricky one because uh, most kids, I think, unless they live a more outdoorsy life, or more than mine do, it wouldn't be that hard to be, um, I think they have less of an interest in preparedness. My kids are pretty switched on, so I think they understand when I say, well, you know, what happens if the car was to break down and... We had to walk home or something, and they're like, "Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't wear thongs or flip flops to the to the shops." But also, as the kids get older, we get to watch some, um, or you know, scarier movies that might have some preparedness elements, and go, "Well, what would you do in that situation? Um, what would you do if you're being chased by someone?" Or watching something like The Hunger Games, or ooh, that's another good one, Mad Max Fury Road. My eldest definitely likes the like the zombie apocalypse type ones, which I'm always a fan of. I think that's what actually got me interested in preparedness was some of the zombie movies. Like, oh, wow, you know, what would happen if the zombies came? Better have some stuff stocked up for that. And actually, if you prepare for a zombie apocalypse, you're pretty much prepared for anything anyway. So not a bad topic to breach with the kids. So you know, what would you do if we couldn't leave the house for a few weeks? <coughs> you know, uh, like that's um, kind of happened recently, hasn't it? One thing that my kids do have, I've put together for them or helped them put together. We, grabbed, uh, we kept their old backpacks old school bags, uh, not school branded ones like the, just uh, no name brands or Billabong or uh, whatever you've got. doesn't really need to be anything fancy as long as it has good zips. That's usually my requirement. Good zips and uh, maybe some padding in the shoulders, uh, shoulder straps. And uh, we've loaded them up with some things. In the video for this podcast that we'll be going over, maybe uh, we're pulling one apart without any um, preparation to say, well, let's actually put, see what's in here because I can't 100% remember. I know they've got some clothes in there. Uh, some bottled water and um, light like a torch uh, spare batteries for the torch um, hmm maybe a pair old pair of shoes possibly but then again that's the kind of thing you're going to have to check regularly for an adult uh, shoes are not, aren't going to be much of a problem in terms of needing to change sizes whereas for kids they change quite often speed bump and another speed bump coming up in a second the things that you put in your kid's bug out bag is going to de- greatly depend on how old they are and what their individual needs are. If you're talking sort of, you know, infant to sort of five years old, then that's going to be very different from the next bracket up of uh, ages, isn't it? For infants, well, they're not going to be carrying it for a start. So you're going to need things like formula, any uh, medication that they need that they that isn't, you know, required to stay in a fridge. Nappies. The Americans say diapers. In case you're not sure what I'm talking about. Consider getting some cloth ones. You wouldn't want to carry around the whole 
half ton of um, the disposable ones if you're going to have to be moving out. Right, I need to put in to do some stuff. Come back in a minute. Here's a good tip actually before we go on parking here. When you park in the uh, car park at the shop, count how many rows and how many cars you are down from the shop. I can see here there's my row, then two more, so that's three, over to the path that I walk down to the shops, and then I'm going to count how many cars. And then when I come back, I'm going to count the cars back and the rows over. If you ever have to get out of a uh, shopping center in a hurry, you want to remember there's two numbers. So in my case, there's going to be three and however many cars. When you come back, it's however many and three, and you'll always know where your car is. All right, back in a sec. 17 and 3, that's how many. It's 3 across, 17 down. So then we came back, 17 down, 3 across. Never lose your car again. Also, if it's a multi-story car park, you make sure you remember what level. Are there any row numbers? Sometimes they provide you a letter and a number. But uh, yeah, back again in the car. Mobile command station is doing good out in the rain today. I was thinking about kids in preparedness while I was doing the shopping and um, I was looking at some little board games. It was like a mini chess set and stuff. I don't know my kids don't play chess. We have an abundance of board games at home. And preparedness obviously is not just breaking out but breaking in, which is uh, what my main plan is, is to shelter in place and bug in. We're going to need lots to do if the power happens to go out. And obviously you're going to need light to see to do that by. Uh, we've got board games that haven't even opened there yet. We've got Settlers of Catan. I've managed to crack that one open. We've got Exploding Kittens, which is a card game. Sounds gruesome, but it's really not. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Monopoly, Cluedo, Connect Four. Guess Who, Yahtzee, good one. We've got several decks of cards. I actually need to get a little book on uh, card games. I think my, my, one of my kids wanted to teach me uh, when they learn at school. You better start taking some poker chips to school and learn how to uh, gamble. It'd be a good skill to have. Uh, but card games, board games, um, even ones you can play with pen and paper. I've actually got this pretty awesome book. I just remembered just then. It used to be um, like a Cub Scout kind of thing. And it's a whole lot of activities you can do. Games you can play sort of just with your body, usually, or maybe with a beanbag. And I have to actually chase that one down. Remember what I was called and see if I can get permission from the original person to put it up. But there's some great ideas in there, with games you can play. Entertainment's obviously very important. Another one, comfort food. Having some uh, snacks for the kids, things like uh, Smarties and M&Ms would keep quite, quite well if they were kept climate controlled. Uh, I like to shop at NQR, and sometimes you can get whole boxes of um, candy bars there, which is something good one to tuck away. Hey, when the uh, lockdowns first happened, I had a couple of those uh, stashed away, and they came out, and that was our uh, COVID relief. But now I have just a little bit of normality there. Got plenty of DVDs stored up. A DVD, a little portable DVD player. So you get some of them that are battery powered, they go in the car. Something like that could be a little lifesaver. It's not going to be your uh, 60 inch flat screen, but. What time is it? That's oh, fine. I'm trying to work out if this is a school zone. It's not a school zone yet. Not for another few minutes. Foods are also going to be another consideration. Make sure you've got things that your kids will eat. Don't know about you, but my kids are fussy. I shouldn't say that. One of them is not fussy. The other two are. <laughs> but having some things and also having a way to prepare them. If you're completely off the grid, if the uh, electricity and the gas is cut, 
We're going to be talking about uh, cooking and cooking options in a future video um, and podcast, of course. But um, yeah, maybe even just going to uh, Safeway or Woodworths and uh, picking up a little camping stove from there. Make sure you read the instructions and try it out before you need it. I've actually got one at home that I haven't opened that I need to try out. So, you know, practice what you preach. Make sure you guys do as I say, not as I do. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Oh, yeah, get that one out. And uh, nice and a good one is um, old Milo tins. Keep your Milo tins. Remove the labels, give them a wash out, let them dry. I, I tend not to throw mine out. A few projects coming up to do with those. But uh, check one of them on top of your little gas camp stove. Pour up some water. And some uh, ramen noodles. Not nutritious, but uh, you know, in a pinch. We'll snack up with some food. Cans of Spam. Spam can be eaten straight from the can. Fried up if you've got the means to. Add some veggies to that. Got some frozen veggies. Maybe they're going to be going bad because the freezer's now off. Pour up some veggies. So it's something. Another thing you could consider is actually working out what each kid has an interest in and trying them a few different things. Show them how to tie knots. One of my kids is very good with like um, doing things with wool. And that's again another topic for another day is what can you actually make for yourself. And uh, they can uh, make pretty cool things out of wool. They do a thing called finger knitting where they kind of wrap around their finger rather than using knitting needles. And I just got uh, a little toy loom. It's uh, basically a circle with pegs on it. And if you do it right, uh, you go around and over and around and over and around and over. Uh, it ends up making like either a long scarf, that's like a tube scarf, or you can pinch that off and turn it into a beanie. You think about that for a second. You know how to make your own beanies, socks, scarves. Uh, that's pretty cool. It doesn't require a lot of skill. Follow the instructions. The instructions were not clear. I had to find a YouTube video. But never underestimate the kids, though. Definitely, they can be a resource if put to the task. You got distracted there, but uh, yeah, find something that they're interested in. Show them some lock tying. How to get interested in that. Show them how to make a fire if they're old enough. So just uh, sidetrack this one with some of these uh, ramblings and get sidetracked. I was thinking, uh, I mentioned the uh, really young kids, you'd need things like nappies and uh, formula and, and food and any, any medicine and lotions and creams you might need, but also then you've got the older kids, anything sort of uh, eight to ten years old, I would have to say. We'd better carry a small backpack with a few personal items in it. Obviously, you're not going to be you know, filling them up with uh, all the food and whatnot, but some things just for them. Get them to pick a couple of items. I, I think that's pretty cool. Not all the items, because you know they have putting in their best clothes and you know the most the ten favorite uh, cherished toys. But they uh, give them some input, and then you can help discuss it. Say, well, that's a great choice. Maybe we can do this one instead. Or what about two of these instead of uh, one of those? Encourage them to take things that they can write in, draw in, draw with pencils, pens, crayons, whatever it is. A lot can be done with just those few things. And then the older kids, eight, older, like 15, 16, 17, they can definitely start having some of their own supplies as well, I think. Uh, maybe a knife to use if it's permittable, or if it's in a, uh, you know, world without rule, or rule without bloody law, whatever it is, then you're going to be wanting something that's um, a bit more sturdy like that. Other different options. We're going to be doing a whole section on uh, defending yourself in Australia because, much like some countries out there, Canada, Russia, England, 
it uh, can be a bit more difficult to protect yourself based on what the, uh, the law is. So watch out for that one coming out soon. I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Maybe your kids are already a bit prepared. Maybe you think about getting your kids prepared. Uh, let me know. Go over to the YouTube video. We're going to have uh, more suggestions there, lots of resources. So make sure you drop over there. And until next time, it's out there. You're a great man. See you.